Hey friends, Kylie here, your host of Dream On with Kylie O'Miller, back for another episode with another inspiration in my life, mindfulness extraordinaire, and someone that is determined to make special things happen for the mindsets and overall well-being of athletes everywhere. Thank you as always for tuning in. These episodes are recorded from a live Zoom webinar that I hold through the KO17 Lacrosse app and are constructed into this Dream On podcast that you have found here. I hope you are gaining some insight from these episodes from some of the people I have met throughout my lacrosse journey that have imposed so much of their wisdom on me. We've got another special guest this week, and I'm pumped to get right into it. Emily Perrin is the founder and CEO of Perrin Wellness and Performance, a company that I myself have partnered with in their quest to gather a group of professional female athletes who seek to better themselves by investing in the journey that is mindfulness, meditation, and yoga practices. Emily is my coach in this area, and I'm forever grateful that a newfound hobby of mine in practicing yoga brought me to someone who is so fluent in how that practice can help me connect my mind, body, and soul, and how ultimately that can help me to become a better version of myself both on and off the lacrosse field. Emily is someone that I have not yet met in person due to the virtual sense of life that we have been living in over the past months. And don't get me wrong, we share our jokes about that in this episode, as well as many others about Britney Spears' karaoke moments and spirit animals. But something that truly stuck out to me about this episode was how we turned everything that was negative about both of our journeys into positives. Or, as Emily calls it, asking ourselves what these lows were there to bring to our lives. It's always something that's going to make you stronger in one way or another, either now or 10 years down the line. And this episode even struck us both to truly dig deep and discover who we were outside of the bubble that our professions contain us in sometimes, which was a really special moment for me. I hope you enjoy this one just as much as I did. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Dream On Live. Super excited. I know I say that every week, but super excited for today. Um, I have Emily Perrin here today, um, which fun fact about Emily and myself, we've never met in person, um, but we have connected over this past year, um, you know, through the yoga and wellness space. Um, and I've been really grateful to have met her, um, almost every single time on zoom, but just like we are right now. Um, but to have met her and to be able to continue this journey together. So I'm excited to kind of like tap into what makes her her and a little bit of her background a little bit where she wants to go into her future but um thank you first and foremost one emily for being here and two everybody else for listening in either here live or um on the podcast i'm excited to have you yeah oh my gosh i'm it is funny i uh you're not the only one so it's funny i've done like um who was i uh, you know, Jules Henningberg, right? So I've known him for like close to a year now. And we were laughing the other day. We've never met in person either. So it's, um, it's so crazy and, and amazing at the same time, right? As much as I think people tend to like kind of harp on, you know, the fact that we're on technology more and, you know, Zoom is not always ideal. Like it has really allowed a lot of people to connect uh, that probably wouldn't have um, if we hadn't kind of been forced into that. So yeah, hundred percent. It's uh, yeah, you're, you're definitely not the only one. So one of these days we will, we will meet in person. Yes. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Zoom friends is going to be a new, new term, I think, yes. um, but I love it. Um, so a little bit of background on Emily, for those of you listening, um, she played soccer at University of Virginia. Um, she's the founder and CEO of Perrin Wellness and Performance. Um, which is all about integrative wellness and performance coaching, specializing in restorative yoga, 
mindfulness, meditation, um, and especially yoga and all these things for athletes. Um, and that's how we got connected. Um, so your kind of connection to athletes was um, really special because I think it's a space that, I've, again, something that 2020 brought me was yoga and was like a lot of my friends were getting into it. And it was something that I had never looked into before as an athlete that trains hard um, and thinks she's taking care of her body. There's this whole other space to it, which I'm excited to kind of tap into and ask you some questions about later on. But yeah. um, before we do, I always like to get off to a good start here on Dream On. So three quick things. Oh, held up four, but I meant three. Um, <laughs> something you are thankful for today. Um, you know, I, it's so funny. So I was doing a session earlier with a, a women's pro team in uh, London, England, and we were talking about gratitude. And, um, you know, I would say I'm really, I woke up this morning kind of like, I don't know if anybody else felt this way, but like Super Bowl Sunday, like we tend to kind of like overindulge, sat on the couch a little bit too much, ate some things that <laughs> did not feel great this morning. And, you know, woke up and was like, oh, I am just like not on my usual Monday, like, let's go. And my first thought was like, oh my gosh, but I have the Dream On podcast with Kylie. I'm so excited. So um, I am so thankful for you. And I'm thankful for, um, I think, just opportunities, right? Um, opportunities that my work allows me to um, have. And, you know, I think through that, I get to meet amazing, amazing coaches and athletes and you happen to be one of them. So that's what I'm feeling grateful for long answer, but. Oh, no, perfect answer. That was so kind. Um, <laughs> and I definitely feel that overindulging sitting on the couch Super yeah. Bowl Sunday. Yeah. Um, but you know, one day we'll, we'll be out there again soon. Just like Tom Brady, yeah. <laughs> like, instead of sitting on the couch and watching it. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Something that you are proud to say that you've accomplished today. Oh, honestly, that I just got through the day. Um, and I think that is so like underrated sometimes, like sometimes you just have to get through the day, you know, like you just got to take it hour by hour. And that is literally how I felt. Um, so yeah, I mean, my, my day started at about six 15. Uh, and so I just feel like I haven't stopped since. And I just have been like, <laughs> Taking away, I had uh, today was kind of like my day of individual meetings with a ton of athletes that I work with. So it's definitely like it, it's a lot, a lot of conversation, a lot of interaction. So yeah, I am really just thankful that I made it through the day. <laughs> well, I am thankful that you are taking another hour of your day to hang out with us and continue oh, that conversation. <laughs> absolutely, anytime. All right, last but not least, something that you are pumped to go out and chase could be tomorrow, could be the rest of this year and the next couple of weeks. What would that be for you? Yeah, so, um, wow, this will be my first public announcement of this, um, but I am actually writing a book uh, with my dad. Um, so, uh, and we're starting by writing, um, we're actually going to be featured in a, in a collaborative book. So a lot of, I'm sure you've seen like, these books where there's a ton of different authors that write chapters in them. Um, and it's called the successful spirit. And so he and my dad and I are writing a chapter for that, which is going to be the kind of intro to the book that we're writing together. So, um, it, for those of you that don't know, my dad is, um, a pretty prominent sports psychologist. Um, and I, I draw a lot of inspiration and, um, from him. And so it's kind of a fun, project that we're getting to do together. And so we've been going back and forth via email and working on Google Docs. And so um, our first draft is due on Saturday. So 
Um, this week will be dedicated to writing and proofing. So that is definitely what's kind of on my mind right now. That's amazing for two reasons. Um, one, the fact that this is like the second major announcement that have, that has happened on a Dream On podcast episode. Oh, yeah. Um, you are second. First was Alex Oss announcing that she was going for the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit yes. Edition. She said it on here as well. Love it. <laughs> um, and uh, number two, the fact that you're doing that with your dad. Um, I think that, yeah. that just means a ton. And that kind of just brings me right into uh, exactly my next question. Just kind of, you know, how you grew up, where you grew up, what your family life was like, and how you drew that inspiration from your dad and, and others around you. I know you have a sister as well. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, so yeah, I grew up in Charlottesville. Um, so my, um, my dad for the first uh, eight years of my life was a college basketball coach. So he coached at the University of Virginia. Um, he coached there for about 15 years while he was getting his PhD in sports psychology. Um, so I mean, many of my first, first childhood memories, I mean, three, four years old are college basketball um, and being in U-Haul, which is the old, uh, for those of you that know the University of Virginia, it's the old basketball arena that is now demolished. So it's not there anymore. But, um, you know, my, my earliest childhood memories are, are college sports. Um, you know, I grew up around a team. Uh, this was when you know, players could babysit for their coaches. I mean, I was, I, you know, basketball players were babysitting my sister and I. Um, fun fact, actually, uh, Julie Myers, who is the head coach at Virginia, also used to babysit me. Uh, she and her sister when they were playing there. Um, so yeah, I mean, my life was college sport. Um, and so uh, growing up, I kind of you know did did a lot of different things, did a lot of different sports, um, and I actually swam uh, full-time. So swimming was my first sport, my first love. Um, I, my mom always jokes. She's like, I mean, we threw you in the pool at like four years old and you were like a fish. Um, and so grew up swimming, uh, kind of year round. So summer swimming. And then, um, I mean, really year round. And that was kind of like really what I thought I was going to do. I thought I was going to grow up. I thought I was going to go swim at U the university of Miami. And that, that was going to be that. And I just kind of slowly hit like 12, 13 years old and just was miserable. Um, uh, you know, I just could not get out of my own head. Um, and when you're swimming, you know, you're in a pool, you're in your own head constantly. Um, and I just kind of felt like I was so burnt out at the age of 12, 13. And, um, you know, and didn't have a great like coaching, um, you know, the, the swimming program that we were a part of was very intense. Um, when I went to the junior Olympics when I was, uh, 12 and 13 and it was just, it was really intense. Um, and I think that played a part in my burnout and so switched over to soccer. I mean, just kind of like made a decision that I was like, I'm going the team sport route. And literally like, I mean, I, you know, you hear these stories of like kids, playing their sports starting at eight and like going all the way through. I mean, I really did not pick up soccer seriously until I was 12, 13. Um, and yeah, I mean, just kind of fell in love with it and realized that I was good. And so started Charlottesville's a pretty was at the time a really small soccer community. Um, so I was having to travel a lot, um, to, to Richmond, which is about an hour, an hour and a half drive to Northern Virginia. Um, so really quickly, like my family found out that like, oh, okay, like this is, this is something Emily's going to do. And like, 
Okay, this is a full family event. Um, my sister did sports, but wasn't. Um, she also went to the. Oh, he's fine. Um, also went to the University of Virginia, but was not an athlete. Um, we are super, super tight. Um, I would say, you know, my family has always been really tight. Um, I've always had super supportive parents. Um, you know, my, my sister has been pretty much my best friend. Um, we're, we're about two years apart exactly. Um, and yeah, always, uh, I mean, just super supportive family. And I think you, you, I saw that question about values and like, yeah, I mean, family and um, love and trust and honesty and communication really all like a piece of um, what I value. Um, you know, I think as I started to get older and kind of into those like college recruiting years, um, I'll, I'll be very honest. It was really hard to have a dad that was a former college coach and a sports psychologist. Um, we, we didn't get along well. Um, it, there were a lot of things that we just couldn't see eye to eye on. And, um, you know, I felt like the pressure at times was suffocating. Um, and, you know, I think we, that's definitely something that we had to work through. Um, you know, granted, I think now that I look back at our relationship and how our relationship has evolved, I take so much away from him. And I truly believe that like, I am in the profession that I'm I'm in because of him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely like, um, you know, I, I think, I mean, to this day, my family is super, super tight. My mom, my, I mean, there's rarely a day that goes by that, uh, you know, my mom and my sister and I are not chatting about something. Um, it's kind of like the, the constant, like vomit stream of text messaging these days. Um, that, of course. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know if that answered your question, but, um, Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I appreciate you, you going into your values a little bit as well, because I think that, um, you know, you were just mentioning a lot of similarities with myself and that I didn't know either one fun fact that you went to the junior Olympics for swimming. That's amazing. I had no idea. (laughs) You know, that's, that's one of those things that you gotta, you gotta hang your hat on, right? Like you got and be able to say, I went to the junior Olympics. I never got to say that. The thought of getting in a pool right now makes me absolutely want to vomit, but yes. What was your, what was your stroke? If you don't mind me asking, cause I was a swimmer too. When I was, yeah, I, uh, so I was, I was a freestyler. So I did the 100, the 200 and then the and then I was an IMer so 100 and 200 IM yeah wow so for you butterfly was my stroke I was the weird that liked butterfly I don't know but (laughs) but that's awesome um but yeah so many similarities even in the sense that you know not only just swimming but um you know just family being super important and family and love and trust and communication and and compassion being a lot of your core values um and a lot of that came from your family life growing up and the fact that you're still really close with your sister and your mom and, and now you're writing a book with your dad. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's things that I aspire to be able to do one day. So um, it's really cool to be able to to look back on that and just kind of um, recognize those connections and, and what it means to you now. Um, can you talk a little bit about, you talked a little bit about, you know, swimming and then switching over to soccer. Um, but just in general, you've played sports at a high level most of your life, right? Whether it was swimming or whether it was soccer. Um, so you mentioned that you didn't start playing soccer till you were 12 or 13, a little bit later than, you know, people, like you said, most people would be playing the sport that they play in division one, yeah. but your journey to finding Virginia and playing soccer at a division one level and knowing that 
you know, that's ultimately what you wanted to do. You wanted to play at the highest level. And yeah. what were some of, I guess, like the things that drew you into the, to doing that and to pursuing that? Um, and some of the things that were a little bit more challenging. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny because, um, God, you know, recruiting is so different these days. Like it's just, it's so, it's miles different than what it used to be. Um, I'm sure even kind of for, for your process, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think that once I kind of figured out that, okay, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. Like I, I really enjoy it. Um, you know, I had to do Charlottesville again, was a really, really small soccer community. Um, I had a few coaches in my court that like really helped me out. Um, but you know, I really did not have the, the tools and the resources recruiting wise that I think a lot of kids have today, um, which is awesome. And I'm, I'm excited that, you know, for the most part, like if that's the journey, as a youth athlete, you want to take, like, there's so many resources and people that can help you through that process. Cause I think it can be so overwhelming. Um, and to be fair, I think I really didn't do a good job through the recruiting process. Um, you know, it's funny because I coached for three years at Penn and I never once looked at an Ivy league school, not once. Um, and, and part of that was like, definitely my personality of like, just not thinking that I was probably smart enough to go to an Ivy league school, which, I don't know if I was, but I'll, I'll never know. Right. Like, I think part of it, I, I really do wish, like if I had an opportunity to go back, like I really do wish I would have opened my eyes to some, some more opportunities. Um, so fun fact, I actually spent my first year at the university of Vermont. Um, so my entire family is from Vermont, mm -hmm. uh, grandparents, extended family, both mom and dad's side grew up there. Dad played basketball there. Mom went to school there. Um, I had a cousin that was running cross country there. And, um, at the time, um, I really thought that what I wanted to do was to go to a, a school that was kind of mid-major, like not, not too big, not too small. Um, I wanted to get away from my family and I wanted to become a physical therapist. Um, that's really what I, I thought like, oh my God, like, this is what I want to do. And also fun fact, the University of Vermont has the only undergrad program that you can kind of um, do your undergrad degree in physical therapy and it shoots you straight into um, getting your PhD in physical therapy. So um, it's New University of Vermont, I can't say enough amazing things about it. It's, it's an amazing school. Um, it's a great place. Burlington's awesome. It's a little cold, but, um, you know, I, I got there and I loved it. I loved everything about my classes. I loved every, I mean, I was doing well in school. I had a great freshman career. I was a leading scorer and I was on the, you know, all rookie team. And I just kind of like, I don't know, I got to the end of my freshman year and I was just like, you know, I don't have a desire to play professionally at all. Um, I, I really didn't, I had zero desire to play professionally. Um, I knew that I probably wanted to try coaching at some point. because of my dad. Um, and at the time the, the women's league wasn't, it had folded. So it wasn't a thing. Um, and I really just kind of felt like, man, if I've got three more years to get this right, am, am I really testing my limit as a player? Um, and the answer was no. And so, I decided to uh, enter into the transfer portal and I already knew Steve uh, by just growing up in Charlottesville. And um, yeah, I, I never looked back. I transferred back home, uh, came back to Charlottesville, went to UVA, um, 
redshirted. So then this is where kind of like a, a lot of my experience with like, uh, anxiety starts quite frankly, and just kind of dealing with hard stuff. So, um, when I transferred, I, that fall going into the fall of 2009, um, I had a L4, L5 fracture in my spine. Um, so it was incredibly painful. Um, I mean, so much that like, you just, you, you can't do anything, um, let alone try, try to play a college sport. Um, and so I had to redshirt um, and really just kind of work back to just basic functions like walking and like being able to stand for more than 10 minutes. Um, it's, it's, you know, and, and once, once they, once you're kind of the, the vertebrae break, they're broken. Um, and, and you're okay. You just have to kind of get through the healing process. Um, and, and that took several months. Um, and it was, it was hard. It was rough. Um, I felt, uh, super behind, uh, because I didn't have my, freshman season there. Right. So I'm coming into a new team. I felt really behind. Um, to be fair, I even like technically was probably like, uh, I was definitely a raw player technically, like needed a ton of work technically, which I, I did at Virginia. And I spent a lot of time with my head coach, bless his soul. Um, but when you're first coming in and then you're injured, like you just feel the weight of the world on your shoulders. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the first, like, and, and once I got there and I got my feet under me, like I, I had an amazing experience. Um, you know, you can't like Steve, my head coach who is still at Virginia. Um, I mean, he's one of the best coaches in the women's game. Um, no, no arguing about that. He's won two world cups with the full team. Um, he just his brain about the game is, is amazing. And so, you know, really when I graduated, um, gosh, it was like, I couldn't have set myself up better to, to go do what I wanted to do, which was to coach, um, you know? And, and so that gave me like just his knowledge and like playing for him and his systems and everything that he kind of like had our team do tactically was such an amazing um, foundation for me as I stepped into coaching, um, especially at the division one level. Um, Cause I was really young when, when I took my first coaching job. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of the, the, the gist of like me getting into the college game. So. Well, that brings me perfectly into, you know, my next kind of question as you're there. And, um, and again, another story that you're bringing up that I had no idea about. So thank you for sharing so much of, yeah. of your past and your story. Um, because I was going to ask about highs and lows. Um, I think yeah. that, I think that, you know, obviously everybody goes through them. Um, and I think what's important to remember is that some, someone's high is going to be, um, you know, someone's low and someone's low is going to be way worse than someone else's low, but no matter what somebody, you know, everybody's going through something, um, yeah. everybody's journey is going to make them that much stronger in order to get them to where they are today. So, um, I guess just talking a little bit about what your highs and lows were while you were in college and then going into, you know, post-collegiately as well. And I know you mentioned a little bit about what you struggled with in the mental space, um, yeah. which I think is so important to talk about as well. Um, yeah. it's, it's a physical game, soccer, lacrosse, all yeah. the things, all the sports that we play, but um, so much more mental in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, so I think just kind of, can you touch on some of the highs from those moments? that made some of the lows worth it and so much more, um, you know, able to get yeah. through some of the things that got you through those lows. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, like, 
I think it's so funny. I actually saw something on Twitter the other day about like, um, oh, I think it was Utah lacrosse. Uh, I don't know if you know any of those guys, but they yeah, were playing at Bel Armine and um, they're, I don't, I don't know where their practice was. It looked like they had literally just oh, yeah. pulled off the highway and like, we're like, okay, we're going to practice here. And somebody had commented in the, the, the comment section about how like, these kids are not going to remember the score of the Bellarmine game, right? Like nobody's going to, what they're going to remember is stuff like this, right? And and that is so true, right? Like, what do you remember? You remember the relationships. You remember the, the fun times that you had with your team. I mean, some of the funniest, I mean, God, the, the best memories are, so we spent our preseasons in Michigan. So uh, because Charlottesville is just brutal in the summer. Uh, it's muggy, it's hot, it's disgusting. So we would bus to, we would get on a bus at about six, seven o'clock at night, uh, a sleeper bus. And we would drive through the night to Michigan, uh, to, to the lakes, the Finger Lakes. And um, dear God, I mean, brutal two weeks of preseason, right? But it's just the, the memories that you have from those two weeks. I mean, we would live in like this, like, kind of like, it was called the Leland All School. And it was like this little, like, camp and you know everybody had they were like bunk beds and like you know that that's the type of stuff that like you remember right and like part of our fitness was to like run sand dunes like who in their right mind like goes to do stuff like that right you're like uh you know college athletics um but yeah i mean you remember those bus rides you remember uh the the just the funny stuff that you did with your teammates and like good memories and um, you know, I, I would say that, like, although I don't, like, on a, I would say there's teammates that I'm definitely closer to and stay in touch with, um, the majority of us have, have, you know, we watch from afar, right? And that's easy to do with social media. But, like, you can still remember, you know, nights and, and team gatherings, like, it's the back of your hand, you know? Like, um, and so I, I would say those were, those were the highs, right? And I think the you know, to be fair, I'm always, I'm a huge advocate of like, what does something have to teach you? Right. I I truly believe that like every experience in life has something to teach you. And you know, what I, what I think are my highs are the, the lessons that I've learned from my lows and the lessons that I learned from the lows in that time. Um, you know, I faced a ton of injury. I've had, uh, I'm 30 years old. I've had two knee surgeries. I've had a, a massive hip surgery and I've, I have an L4, L5 fracture in my spine. Um, like just a ton of injuries um, that no player should ever have to go to grow through. And I, I do, that's what I'm super passionate about a one, what I do, but also now just like a more total picture of how you take care of yourself and health. Um, because I, I really believe I didn't do that well. Um, and, and I think if I had done that, I probably wouldn't have had the, the number of injuries that I did have. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I like, I just take so much, like so much, I, again, I, I would not be the owner of my own company. I would not be doing what I'm doing if I, if I didn't have each of those lows and as much as they sucked, right. Um, there, there's something to take away from those. Um, and, and maybe it's taken me 10 years to find it, but, but, but you do. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I would say those are, um, th- those would kind of be the, the highs and the lows there. Uh, you've put it perfectly. I mean, even though you said it might've taken you 10 years to find it right but you found the positive and the negative Mm -hmm. Um, 
which is so much easier said than done. I think it's like a lot of the advice, this is something you actually said on one of our calls with the, um, the pro athlete membership with Parent Wellness. And, um, you said something about, <laughs> sorry, dog is uh, making some noise. He wants to say something. Um, but you said something just kind of about how a lot of times, just like the world feeds you these positive quotes these yeah. just kind of things and it's just like we're just like the stay positive right yeah and oh, we're gonna tackle my dog and bring him back here it's, i can't believe how big he's gotten i know but i thought that was such an important thing that you said because like just to say stay positive or just to remind ourselves stay positive what does that truly do for you in the lowest of low times yeah right? it would in the lowest of low times where you're trying to actually learn something from it take yeah. something from it i think it's so important that you just said that right and that you you told our listeners that that it's important to take something from those low moments and turn them into something positive even if it is 10 years down the line yeah learning something in the moment totally i mean and and i am a huge believer of like again, I think, and you know, my philosophy on this, and I, I am very honest about this. And it, I, I talked to all my, I mean, whether they're at Duke, whether they're at, you know, you guys as pros, like, I think there's, there's a lot of feedback in the world, whether it's sports psychology or mental performance coaches about like, well, just be positive, right? Well, just think positively, right? Just think differently. And it's like, okay, how, how? <laughs> right? Like, how, right? Like I'm a 18 year old college kid and you're telling me to just think positively. Like one, it completely, I, I posted a tweet about this the other day. One, that completely negates the power of your brain. Okay. Your brain is, your brain is brilliant. Okay. Um, and chances are, if you've been struggling with negativity, uh, that that's the pattern your brain is really comfortable with. Okay. Um, I, I think I'm more of a fan of like, again, I love the question. What does this have to teach me? Because even if, even if that answer isn't inherently positive at the time, it still allows you to shift perspective, right? Um, and, and so a lot of the time, I was just having a conversation with an athlete uh, before we hopped on here about like, you know, sometimes things in life are really tough. Mm -hmm. That's part of being human, right? That's part of being human. That is part of being a, an elite athlete. Okay. There are really tough things that we have to go through. Okay. And now add the fact that, okay, you're an elite athlete, whether you're playing at the collegiate level or pro, um, let's think about everything that you're asked to do as an athlete. You're asked to compete. You're asked to win. You're asked to grind. You're asked to work really hard, even when you may physically and mentally not feel like it. Okay. And there's a lot of, you, you can get, I mean, especially with social media these days. Oh my God. I mean, everybody's got an opinion about everything. Right. And chances are you see it. Um, and so again, I, I really like, I love to use this, this phrase of like, what does this have something to teach me? right? And, and you may not come up with the answer right away, right? Oftentimes I don't. I mean, God, there's things that like, whew, I'm still asking myself, dang, does that, did that have something to teach me? I don't know. Like I, I, haven't, I haven't found the answer yet, but what I do think it, it allows us to do, and this is, again, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a mindfulness coach, right? I'm always asking you to, how can, we, how can we be more mindful about this, right? What that question asks you to do is just get curious, right? We, we've talked about this, Kylie, right? It's about 
getting curious and getting less critical. Can you get more curious? Can you get less critical? And if you're saying, well, hmm, does this have something to teach me? That's a question, right? You're, you're, you're asking yourself a question and you're in that statement, you're saying, hmm, can I get a little curious about what's going on here? Even if it's really crappy, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I like, again, I, I am such a big fan of that. Um, I'm definitely not, and people get mad at me all the time that I'm not on the like, think positive juju train, but uh, you know, I, it, it is who I am, so. <laughs> I think it, it sounds pretty positive to me um, without, without in, a, in a twisted way. Yes, it, it is. is. Yes. And that's, you know, that's the best part about it. The twistedness yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> I love the twistedness yeah. behind it. You're going to get twisted with me. So <laughs> I love it. You should make that a slogan for T PWP. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Maybe we're going to get twisted here. <laughs> I love it. Um, oh, I'm sorry. That's my brain always working in like, what can you put on a t-shirt? Um, oh, Absolutely. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm not wearing your t-shirts. Oh, it's okay. Don't worry. You have to. And yeah, I also, I'm pretty positive. I have worn like the same thing in all of these. I did a podcast with uh, Lizzie Colson the other night and I'm pretty positive I'm wearing the exact same thing. I'm like, dang, y'all need to stop recording like the images. <laughs> it's okay. I'm definitely not wearing nice pants right now. Like yeah. it's just, you know, it's the Zoom outfits. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So you mentioned something, obviously- we just got into that conversation just kind of off the riff there and you're yeah. clearly very passionate about what you do yeah, right? and, and your mindfulness coaching and what you're putting, um, you know, into not only my brain, but, um, into the practices of a lot of, a lot of young athletes, a lot of elite athletes, a lot of people yeah. that you influence. And I guess my question is where did your, your passion for that come or kind of blossom from like was it yeah. right after college was it during college like when did you yeah. first experience your love for yoga and and finding this, this journey through through mindfulness yeah so we we may have talked about this before but um no i mean god it did it did not come until uh way later than i probably really needed it to but i mean my dad's a sports psychologist right like um you know I, i've always kind of understood right and i i grew up around college athletics um so I've always kind of understood that this is, this stuff is important. Um, and I think in my, in his own way, my dad does really talk about this stuff, our angles and our approaches and kind of what we do and how we work with athletes is a little bit different, but I've always kind of had a, a, a door to this. Um, but really I, I didn't get into this for myself personally until I legit hit rock bottom. Um, you know, I was, uh, 27 and I was, uh, just living from panic attack to panic attack. I was, had been coaching at Penn. Um, so I was an assistant there for three years and um, kind of saw, kind of like had this revelation that like, oh my gosh, like, I, I just was like, oh my God, like how am I supposed to be an assistant coach taking care of these young women, these brilliant young women coaching college soccer if I can't even take care of myself. And I, I just, I was just not doing well. I was in grad school at the time. I was just so overwhelmed. I was like, this is not what I want to be doing with the rest of my life, but I don't know what I want to be doing with my life. Um, and I was, this was when I had like totally destroyed my hip and needed pretty significant surgery. I was not going to be walking for like two months. So I was just like, you know what? Pause, pause on life. Like, and that is 100%, you know, I'm getting my master's in, in uh, clinical social work. So I'm a very like, 
think of the power privilege oppression lens like this is very privileged right for me to just be able to say okay i'm going to take a leave of absence i'm going to move home with my mom and dad fix myself and figure out what i want to do um and i just had a i had a complete and total utter mental breakdown um i did uh you know i was I was living again from panic attack to panic attack. I had so much anxiety. I was just not, not well. Um, I really wasn't. Um, I landed myself in inpatient psychiatric care for the second time in my life. Uh, not something I'm proud of, but it, it happens. And um, I, I got out of inpatient care and I literally just had one of those kind of like moments where you look in the mirror and you're like, okay it's really time to get it together. Um, and I, I knew that if I did not get a, get a handle on my mind, my emotions, my body, um, I, I was not going to be living much longer. I really, that, that's, that's how bad things were. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, there was something in me. I was, I was living with my mom and dad and there was just something in me on like the fifth or sixth day after I got out of inpatient care for the second time that was like, you know, I, I, I kid you not, I hadn't moved in like five days, hadn't showered, hadn't gotten out of my pajamas, um, wasn't eating. Uh, and something in me was just like, go to yoga. I have no idea where it was. I mean, this is where like, you know, I don't care what you believe in, but there's, there's something higher than us and homeboy spoke to me. Okay. And, um, yeah, I just was like, for the first time in a really long time, I was like, oh my gosh, okay. I, I can do that. I was like, that's, that's, that's easy. I can do that. So got my yoga clothes on, looked at the schedule, went to yoga, yoga class. And it was a, it was a half a, it was a very like slow paced class. And I breathed and I moved and I just got to the end of the class in Chivasa and I was like, I got it. I need to do this. This is something I need to be doing. Um, and sure enough, I, I mean, I got on a yoga mat every single day. Um, I then just being kind of like the curious kind of creature that I am, I was like, meditation, here we go. I don't know what it's about, but I'm sure it's good for me. I mean, when I, when I first started meditating, I could last 10 seconds because I was still in I was still in panic. If you know anything about panic, your body is still having a very fight or flight response. I mean, I was, I was so out of whack three months later, four months later. I mean, I was, I was meditating every single day for about five minutes, which was like a big deal. I was getting on a yoga mat. I had ordered like 10 books about mindfulness and meditation and I just attacked it. I attacked it. Like it was my life because it was. Um, and I think this is where like my, my work ethic very much comes in. It was like, okay, no, this is, and, and this is why I, for, for my athletes, I equate a lot of this training with the physical training we do, right? For, for many athletes, and especially like, you know, you guys, my, my athletes at Duke, um, no one needs to tell them to, to grab their lacrosse stick and go out and train. No one. No one needs that, right? Like, no one needs to tell them to go do their lifts. No one needs to tell them to go do stick work. Like, no one, like that's not what athletes need, right? Um, equate that with the, the, the training for your brain. It has to be the same, right? And this is why I'm, I'm so passionate about, okay, it's not about either or. I'm not saying do less of the physical. I'm just saying you've got to do the equivalent with your brain, right? We've got to get to the point where we are normalizing 
um, taking care of our mind and our emotions and, and training that because the crazy thing is we, we know we can, right? We can train our ability to navigate emotion and thought processes better, right? We can train our brain to do that. And so that's what I was doing without even understanding that that's what I was doing. Um, and so, you know, Kylie, I just, one of those days I was like, holy shit. I don't know if I can cuss on this show, but holy shit. I was like, this is it. This is, this is what I'm going to bring to the world. I was like, this is that, this is that pivotal moment where you answer your own question. Does this have something to teach me? Yes. This has everything to teach me because this is what I'm going to teach the the future athletes. Um, and so, yeah, I was like, okay, here we go. What do I have to do? And so, yeah, I got my 200 hour in yoga. I, um, applied to study with, um, a Buddhist monk. So I, uh, he does some work with the golden state warriors. So I really learned in that year how to program mindfulness and meditation specifically for the 21st century athlete. Um, and, and what that looks like and how, you know, there's, there's so there's so many misconceptions about these practices and what they are and what they do. And, you know, what he really helped me in my training with him was, okay, well, how do we, how do we package it? Right. How do we make it so that it's accessible for our athletes? Um, and I, I think, I, I think I, that's what I do. I think I, I do a really good job of that. Um, and I was super passionate about the yoga and the breath work. Breath work is so powerful. Um, and so, yeah, I really just was like, okay, I'm going to go file for my LLC formed a business and was like, okay, here we go. Um, and, uh, yeah, just kind of like got my foot in the door with Duke baseball and, and that blossomed to a lot of different things. And so here I am. Um, but yeah, it really, I mean, no, it really didn't come from anything related to sport. It really came from my desire to just like, honestly get my life together. And I had this epiphany that man, if I had had this as a college athlete at UVA, I would have had a massively different experience. If I knew this stuff and was able to give it to my athletes at Penn, they would have had a massively different experience. Um, and so, yeah, it really came out of this desire to be like, oh my God, I just want to spread this. I want to spread this to the world. I want to spread this to coaches. I want to spread this to athletes. Um, so yeah, really long-winded answer, but. <laughs> it was a much needed answer. I think okay. that that's, it, was, it really was. And I think yeah. that because it shows exactly who you are and where you came from and why it is that, why, like, yeah. it's literally the, why you birthed the parent wellness performance baby, right? Yeah. Like why it's there and why it's out in the world and yeah. why someone like myself is so interested in your work and wants to be coached by you in, in this, because um, it's funny that you mentioned like uh, breath work and mindfulness and yoga, yoga, I didn't get into until, you know, I think it was January, 2020, like, like yeah. Well. Um, and it was only because one of my best friends, um, you know, she had gotten into it as, as her full blown, like she go, she's go to, to the studio six days a week. And she's like, takes all the classes and she's like, you have to come try it. So yeah. I go to a, a big, a hot Bikram yoga class, my first ever yoga class. I, she didn't warn me, but you know, she was just kind of like, be ready to be hot. You know, yeah. <laughs> you're flexible, right? Like, you know how to stretch. I'm like, yeah, but they're throwing all these terms at me and like, just like you that kind of like okay what is this yeah tapped into my brain okay I like I hated the fact that I was standing on this mat in this hot room sweating more than I had in any of my training sessions yep. like in the last couple months and 
they were saying words that I didn't know what they meant. So I had to look around at everybody else and I couldn't do the poses either. And I'm like sitting here thinking that I'm this elite athlete that can do absolutely anything that any coach throws at me. And then, you know, this yoga instructor in Babylon, New York is just, you know, just throwing this at me and my best friend's like standing on her head. And I'm like, where is this coming from? You know? And I think that it forced me to just kind of like look at myself in that mirror and just be like, okay, something that you've looked at from the outside yeah. as, you know, oh, okay, cool. Like they, they're doing that. I'm, I'm a professional athlete. So like, I don't need to do that type of thing. I need to stay <laughs> in training. It's a humbling experience. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I, like my humility was in check that day. And it was like right after, I think it was like a 6am class too. And like 7.15, I was like, okay, this is, this is what I'm doing. And like, you know, um, COVID hit right after that, a couple months later. And it was just something that I ended up just practicing in my room over and over looking up videos. And then, um, you know, you popped it into my life. So now it's just, uh, it's something that I, again, I just have that like hunger and that desire to, to be better at. Cause I can, I can feel a difference in my day, you know, like go through a vinyasa flow, or if I go to one of those hot Bikram classes and I'm hitting a pose that I've never hit before, like, It has, it, it technically, is that going to help me shoot harder on the lacrosse field? Probably not, but it might, it might, yeah. you know, you never know. It, yeah. And just that confidence aspect and just that being able to like connect my body and my mind and my breath, yeah. and all of it. And I, yeah. that's what I was just going to ask you about is, um, you know, just kind of that, that connection between everything, because it yeah. started off as yoga for me and, you know, all these instructors. And then when I started to talk to you as well it was, no, it's way more than just the poses. It's way more than just feeling, you know, loose and flexible afterwards. Like, can you talk a little bit about how, um, I guess just connecting the body, the breath, the mind, and um, just what, what that importance is for, especially athletes when you're teaching. Yeah. So one, I'll tell you that, I mean, probably if I went to, I haven't been to a big room class in a very long time, but probably if I went to a big room class, I would be like looking around like, what is going on? Um, Big room is not an easy, it's not an easy practice. (laughs) Um, And not an easy practice for your first yoga experience. So kudos to you that, uh, because most people would have left that class and never come back. So um, yeah, big room is, uh, it's yeah, definitely its own thing. So I think that, man, there's so much I could say, but it really is, um, again, you kind of hit the nail on the head with like, hey, is this going to directly translate to, uh, you know, strength on my shot? No, but what we're, what we're getting at with the heart of yoga is that tapping in and connecting the, the attention, the focus, your thought process with how your body is feeling. And the reason that this is so profound is because we spend about 40 to 50% of our day distracted and mind wandering, meaning the mind is elsewhere. The mind is not connected to the body. And so that becomes, you know, there, there are good aspects to that, right? But that becomes really detrimental for quality of life. It just does. Um, and it becomes really detrimental to an athlete. Um, I think without even knowing that it's detrimental. And here's what I mean by that. I think most college athletes, if you ask them, like I'm, I'm sure if I were to go ask, uh, you know, 
let's take an athlete that I don't work with because they would know better than to answer this question. But let's take an, an athlete that I don't work with at Duke, okay? And I say, hey, um, do you feel like you understand what the mind-body connection is? Um, and do you feel like you're pretty like in tune with your, your mind and your body? They would say, 100%, yeah. I'm, I'm a division one athlete, 100%. We all, we all would, we all would say that. <laughs> right? Yet, okay, when I do simple exercises, okay, that uh, require athletes to feel the body. So let's take a simple body scan, right? Just feeling the raw sensation of the face. Many of them cannot do it. They don't, they don't understand, they don't know, and they cannot tap into the raw feeling of their actual body. They have a very hard time with that. And that is, that's the heart of it, right? That is being able to simply understand what we are feeling in our body in the now, right? Without trying to change it, without trying to do anything with it. And many athletes, time after time, I get this, this response that's like, you're telling me to feel my shoulders, but I don't, I don't feel anything. I don't, I don't know what you mean by that. And yeah, it's because it's because you really have not spent the time to tap into your mind and your body. And that is what I believe is most profound about a yoga practice. Um, the practicing yoga is at, at its core, a mindfulness practice it is an active mindfulness practice, meaning we are required to pay attention to our own bodies in the here and now without judgment as we move. So as we move from posture to posture, whether it's strength-based, whether it's mobility-based, whether it's sleep-based, right? We're required and we're cued time after time to be with the body. And so as athletes do that more and more, and I think as the, you know, especially with the athletes that I work with, I think what they have found is that, holy cow, mm -hmm. I mean, I just know my body in a way that I never knew was possible. And I think I found that in my own practice um, and, and, you know, not with just yoga, but with just mindfulness in general. And I think Sure. All right. Does that help with the physical piece of sport? Right. Like taking care of your body, um, regen and recovery, right. As you get older, that stuff is huge. Yes. Okay. But in my opinion, what I think it is most, most profound for is how we navigate the mind and emotions, because what we know is that what we think and the emotions we feel actually present physically. Um, you, many times we think and we feel things and we have a physical, we have a visceral reaction to them yet time after time, you know, how many people have you heard? Like, you know, they, they talk about these symptoms of like feeling jittery and like, they're like, what's going on. And I'm like, you're anxious. It's called anxiety. Like, you know, and, and people don't, they don't understand. Right. And that's because they, they really truly aren't taking the time to pause and to be and to understand the feeling of anxiety. And so what I believe is so profound about the practice of yoga is that we're getting to know ourselves. We are getting to know ourselves in our physical bodies and in our minds and how we navigate emotion. And that is the most profound thing that you can do for yourself as a human. Take, take being an athlete out of it, right? Um, you know, it's, it is, and, and, you know, I, I know I'm jumping to this, this question that you asked me from your, uh, email, but I think it's important here because 
one of the best things and, and the best advice and, and what I have taken from my father. So, um, you know, I, I take this very seriously from him um, is, you know, he said constantly, constantly get to know yourself, constantly, constantly get to know yourself. Don't ever stop growing. Don't ever stop learning about yourself. Um, and I think that is, and, and has been the best advice that I could have ever gotten from my dad, um, ever gotten as like someone who is now in this business. Right. And, and I really do believe that these practices are the heart of that, right. This is the absolute epitome of what you're doing. You are constantly just getting to know yourself because the reality is, is that you're constantly changing. <laughs> you know, that's what I was going to say. I, don't, I know some people like live under this philosophy that like people don't change. You change every day, <laughs> you know, like your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings, your body, it changes every day. Right. And so th this journey, right. To get to know yourself is, is evolving. It's constantly evolving. And so what practices like breath work and mindfulness and yoga and meditation do is they, they give you time and space to do that, to explore. And that is, I mean, like the best gift that you can give yourself. Obviously I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, but I think everybody should. Um, so that, that is really what these practices are about. And that's really the, the essence of like the mind body connection, really, truly, and genuinely getting to know yourself. I love that you mentioned that. I think that's it's one of those things that's just so funny that somebody will say something to you on a certain day that you were experiencing something yourself. Like for instance, for me, I just spent the last three hours updating something very, very trivial, yeah. updating my Instagram highlights, like the story highlights on my, so when you do that, like you're, I haven't done it in like three years. So I'm looking through story highlights from like 2018, you know, in 2017 and I'm looking at them and I'm like, I used to post that like compared to like what I would post now, you know what I mean? What I would post now. And it's something again, so trivial, yeah. but like, you know, a lot of my day is spent on social media and promoting yeah. myself and my own brand. And yeah. it's just so funny to, to notice the change and yeah. notice the development. Totally. Especially that one. Yeah. Um, I totally, I mean, it, it's, it's constant uh, and yeah, I mean, even though it's so trivial, it's a great example. Um, it's a great example. Um, again, we're, just, we're constantly, yeah. constantly evolving, constantly evolving. And just so interesting that you said it on this exact day. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I, I love that piece of advice from your dad. Um, and thank you for jumping to that because that's, I usually take some little pieces of wisdom from these. And that is definitely one of those from, from this episode that I'm yeah. going to take down. Um, so getting into that just a little bit, um, outside, of PWP outside of your sports career. Yeah. Um, who is Emily? What are your oh, What are you interested in? What are you passionate about spreading to the world or yeah. sort of messages that you have? Who is yeah. Emily? Yeah. Oh man. Um, so I kind of laugh slash cringe at this question. Um, I always do too. <laughs> because I mean, you and I are very similar in that look, uh, what we do, um, professionally requires a lot of us. Right. And I don't think we would, I don't think people like you and I would have it any other way. Yet, um, you know, that it, it takes, uh, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of you. Um, and, and, you know, in order to be successful, that that's what, that's what happens at times. Um, 
I, you know, what am I passionate about? God, I mean, this, uh, this stuff, right. Um, I think I am really passionate about, um, growth. I'm passionate about impacting lives, what in whatever you're doing. Um, you know, I think when, you know, nothing lights me up more than having a conversation with somebody that wants to impact lives positively, like nothing in the world, um, whether it's a 10 year old or a, a 80 year old. Okay. If, if someone wants to impact lives and change lives for the better, I'm like, I'm your girl. Like I'm there. Um, I, I just think it's so, I think it's amazing. I think it's one of the best gifts you can give. Um, I'm super passionate. I'm definitely like a, definitely a connection and a relationships person, meaning, um, you know, I value genuine connection. Um, and I, I think that is because, um, there's so little of it today. Um, it's really hard to find. Um, and I just, yeah, I really gravitate towards people and to activities and to things that really provide genuine connection. Um, and I think to be fair, my, my work does a lot of that. Yeah. Um, God, who am I outside of PWP? Okay. Well, I mean, I am extremely active physically. Um, I obviously love to do, do yoga, but that's probably like I, I do yoga maybe once or twice a week for myself. Um, I, I really like, I, I love to sweat. I love to grind. I love to lift, uh, not a runner. Uh, I cycle quite frequently. Um, big Pilates person, love Pilates. People laugh at me all the time, but I don't care. Um, it is, it's been monumental in helping me, especially with my low back stuff. Um, Love to be outside, love to be in nature. Uh, don't love camping though, fun fact. Don't ever get me to camp unless there's like a log cabin. Um, is, there, is there a story behind that? No, no, I just don't, mm -mm. I, I need a, I need hot water and plumbing, yeah. Um, okay. Indoors, got it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I mean, I like, when I look at like my life, I really am like, my family's a big part of my life. Um, I, I've got an older sister and she's married. So my brother-in-law, they live in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, then my mom and dad are back in Charlottesville. Um, single, um, you know, I, when, when I find the person that I'm ready to marry, it'll happen. Um, I obviously spend a lot of time uh, with my company and with school. I mean, I'm a full-time student. So um I spend a lot of Friday nights writing papers yeah. and doing research um, and like doing things like uh, mock therapy sessions. Cause that's what I have to do. Um, which people are like, you're weird. And I'm like, well, I have to. So it was a Saturday night the other day. I think it was yeah. last week. I texted you on a Saturday night and I was like, Hey, uh, can you do it on this? Like the podcast on this day? Sorry to bother you on a Saturday night. Like I'm just doing work right now. And you were like, no, no, I'm doing work too. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Writing papers, like reading. Um, you know, I, I mean, I'm, you know, basically what I study is, uh, mental health and trauma in the elite athlete community. So I, I spent a lot of time reading. Uh, I, I got to watch a lot. So when you are, well, at least my program, like a lot of our clinical stuff, we have to watch a lot of film, right? We've got to watch a lot of therapy sessions. We've got to break them down. Um, so yeah, I, I spent a lot of time doing that, but like, I genuinely love it. I genuinely enjoy it. Um, it just is awesome. Um, I mean, who doesn't love a good Netflix binge? Like all about like- What are you watching right now? 
I'm actually watching Shameless right now, which is just good one. Too good, I know. Um, Twisted to go back to that word. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is. It's a good one. Um, I mean, oh, you know what I did just recently watch, which is pretty good. Uh, Flack. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen it. L A C K. Do you know who Anna Paquin is? Yes, she's in it. She's the star. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny that he's playing. I would love to get a dog, um, but I'm about to move. So I'm moving to Durham. Um, so when I, when I move, it will probably be the next thing that I do. Um, get a dog. Keep me, keep me posted on the, on the puppy process. Yeah. Try to get them to not nap for three hours before you do a podcast. Okay. That sounds good. (laughs) Yeah. I will keep that one in mind. Um, I don't know. I feel very boring outside of what I actually do. So listen, I think it's, I think it's great because like you said, um, I am the exact same way. Um, and it's, and it's good to know that I think that's what makes it important. Like you're passionate about what you do. So passionate that it's, it's your personal life too. Yeah. hundred percent. And that's what makes work fun. Right. And that's what people, people want to do with their lives. They always tell you, try to find something that you're passionate about to be your job. So amen to that. So, yeah. so here we are. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. So before we wrap up, we just have a quick finishes really yeah. quick, nice little yeah. fun little segment here um, to wrap up, but I am excited to just kind of listen to this one back. Thank you so much for your wisdoms. You ready? Yeah. for? Some- oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. I'm a little nervous about these quick, quick questions. Oh, they're just to get to know you a little bit better. Okay, great. Okay, ready? Favorite movie? Uh, Penelope. Uh, if you've never seen it, it is a must. Ooh, something you, something new that you've picked up during quarantine. Um, probably making myself um, a really nice meal once a week. I do that Ooh. once a week now. That's a, that's a good little like habit tracker. Yeah. Great. I like yeah. that um go to karaoke song gotta be something britney spears Ooh. um oops i did it again maybe <laughs> well now we now we have to get together in person yeah so. oh 100 yeah <laughs> if you could go to one concert right now who would you see you know that's a great question um i've been dying to see mumford and sons in concert Ooh, that's a good one that yeah. is a great dying yeah. yeah, that's a great one. I, I need concerts to be back. You and me both, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, favorite place that you've traveled to? Ooh, um, probably San Sebastian, which is a, um, a coastal town in Spain. It's, be- it's absolutely beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Spain's on my list. Yeah. San Sebastian? San Sebastian, yeah. It's okay. amazing. What uh, tacos or pizza? Ooh, tacos, hundred percent. Yeah. Yes, good answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One thing on your bucket list. Oh, hundred percent. Go to Thailand, play with elephants. Hundred percent. All right, I'm there for that one too. Yeah, elephants. <laughs> okay, last two: oceans okay. or mountains? E both. Oh, we're right in between. I like it. Answer both. Yeah, of course. This is your (laughs) your show. You're the star. Yeah, both. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, this is the hard one. Scared animal. Oh, elephant, hundred percent. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Looks looks rough and tough. Really a softy on the inside. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, elephant. I like like that. And really, really playful when it when it actually comes down to it. 
Oh, I love that. That's a good one. So we're going to have to get you to Thailand to, to meet. Uh, yeah. It's a soon, as soon as the COVID breaks, I'm going, I'm going for it. Cool. I'll, I'll book the tickets too. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> can bring him right, well, <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging out, especially after your long day of zoom calls and just sharing a bunch My of pleasure. I am uh, so excited to, to get to work with you um, even more in the future because you've brought something to my lacrosse journey and to my life as a person um, that I'm just really, really excited to explore some more. So I appreciate Aww. you and I appreciate your passion. And oh, thank, you for sharing it. thank you. Well, the feeling is mutual and I'm super excited. I feel like our, our journey, your journey is just beginning. So I'm, I'm super excited to be on it with you. Oh, thank you, Emily. I hope you, you have so a welcome. great week. All Thanks right. You too. Bye. Thanks.